Hey, this is Brandy. This is Deidre. And welcome to the Reset Podcast. You are listening to our very first episode. We are so excited. Thank you so much for tuning in. We have so much to talk about. Um, We just want to give you a little bit of intro and insight on what this podcast is about and what you can look forward to listening to. We are talking about all things worship. We want to talk about worship and culture, worship and chaos, our purpose with the perspective of being worshipers, um, which is not just exclusive to those who function in that in that role as worship leaders but just worshipers as believers um, and with a godly perspective today we're going to be talking about worshiping in chaos my, 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 my. my goodness and I think that it's so fitting because I mean the Rona and all of her children <laughs> have decided to dwell among us. Listen, first of all, let's talk about the beginning of 2020. Okay. It, it felt like, it felt like 2020 was like, (laughs) yo, I understand that you thought that this was going to be the year of perfect vision, right? (laughs) Be that as it may. I do have some other things in mind that I'm going to just put out there and we're going to see what you see now after that, you know, like, right. Um, I think the beginning of this year, there was, for me, there was a lot of death around, um, in January, Mm -hmm. then February came around. I can't even remember what happened in February, but I do remember being, Tossed to and fro. Right. (laughs) Uh, And then March. March came with so much, I mean, so much fervor and and a whole mess. And it was like right when you thought that you were going to come out and like finally we didn't got past the first two months. The first trimester. The first trimester of 2020. And lo and behold, we have literally missed the whole season. Like yep. we are almost in the middle of well it's not the middle, it's, it's May 5th, but we are in May mm-hmm. and we've been locked in since what, May 21st? I mean March 21st? Uh a little bit earlier. A little like March 16th. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were on the West Coast and East, they were um Locked in before then. So today we want to talk about worshiping in chaos because um, a lot of people, um, even in the context of church, they with shutting everything down and causing churches to um, have to do online services, that really put um, a different perspective Mm -hmm. on how we do things as believers and how we engage um, our culture, how we engage one another, yep. um, you know, especially charismatic churches. We, we love to touch people. We, we lay hands, uh-huh. slather that oil, get, get good Lather. rub down yes. and get to get to town. And we can't do that. And I think um, a lot of times we associate who we are by what we do. Mm-hmm. And when we have moments of chaos, um, it's hard for us to get our balance. Right. Uh, one of the things that um, actually I'm teaching a, a lesson um, about uh, for intercessors about maintaining your posture in, in mm-hmm. crisis. Yeah. 
And outside of this, I think that, you know, what we do and who we are, we are called to moments of crisis. And it's important for us to be able to maintain ourselves and to stay focused and stay vigilant and aware um, during these times. Like, what has your, Deidre, what has your um, perspective been and your thoughts and your process during this time? Uh, at first, it was, and I think it would, me, I thought like a lot of other people, it was like, oh man, it's going to be a time of, you know, rest and relaxation and, Mm-hmm. And, you know, being able to get some stuff done. And it has not been that. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and I think because the, the the less you have to do, the more you have to do. Yeah. And it's easy to get in the mindset. When, you're, when you do have that first mindset of rest and relaxation, it's like you can get stuck in that. And you can get stagnant and you can get comfortable yeah. with not growing. So yeah. I had to, well, our, our, our pastors uh, conveniently let us know that that's not what that is. Right. So, <laughs> None of that. Absolutely not. So that was short-lived, yeah. uh, to say the least. Um, so it's just been, um, for me, a time of... Um, new perspective. Yeah, definitely. Um, you it, things, and, and I think that's for a lot of people too. But but you see things from a totally different light on so many different levels uh, with family and church and you know business. If you're an entre- entrepreneur, um, you just see things differently, and you see that you are not as limited as you thought you were. Yeah, that's good. Like you you can do so many more things just by, you know, first through through guidance of the Holy Spirit. Like he can teach you anything you want him to teach you. Like if you let him. I'm a witness. Okay. So um I think it's just like God shifting our mindsets, um, a time of him shifting our mindsets on um not using quote unquote being limited as an excuse yeah. of not growing. Yeah. So that that's that's been my whole thing over the last couple of months. Yeah. That, that no matter what's going on, God is still able able and capable of helping you further yourself when nothing else around you is going on. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that we get so comfortable in the things that we do in our day-to-day routine and like I said before we really exalt those things um, and we validate ourselves in those things and we um, establish identity in those things Mm -hmm. and I think that I think that um, God will not necessarily cause the chaos but he will allow it to be a teaching tool so that we can refocus ourselves and gain the right perspective Absolutely. on what is actually one, what you're called to do, what the um, what your your responsibility is um, in times like this, and really who you are. Wow. Like we put so much focus on what we do, and then when we cannot do it, we have this identity crisis, yes. and then we go through this. You know, I don't know who I am. And the Bible says that when the um, people without knowledge, um, I mean, sorry, the people with no vision, they cast off restraint. Yeah. They perish. They perish. And 
I think that we find ourselves, many people find themselves um, in that way where they just cast off restraint. They don't have any vision. They don't know where they're going. They, you know, a lot of plans, like you have the concerts and, and the big, I mean, basketball and football, all the sports, they have to shut it down, you know? And so now it's like, okay, who am I outside of um, being on a platform in yeah. front of people? Yeah. Who yeah. am I outside of being at a concert, mm-hmm. you know, uh, performing at a concert? Who am I outside of that? And it's, it's a lot of people, depending on um, what you're rooted in, you will either go into a moment of disparity or if yeah. you are grounded and you have um, you have community, you have a prayer life, you have relationship and connection with the Holy Spirit, um, you will be able to thrive and grow out of this. Yes. Um, one of the things that I've been um, studying uh, this week was that crisis is not something that's new, right? right? Mm-hmm. But what we have to understand is that crisis is necessary for revival. <laughs> That's so true. Because think about it. If there's nothing, what do we need revival for if there's nothing dead or if there's nothing that exactly. needs needs resuscitation, exactly. right? Yep. And so we think um, our, our pastor spoke a word a few weeks, actually last month, um, about um, the spirit of God hovering over the deep. And that was a moment of chaos. Yeah. That was a moment. And the deep, I, I believe, y'all don't quote me because, you know, it, it's been a while since I studied this. But the deep, it really talks about those gross things. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All the, all the, the, uh, I had one pastor back in the day, he would, he talked about it like it being all the nasty stuff. Mm. When you talk about the face of the deep, all the nasty stuff. All the the ugly stuff that we don't like and that we don't want and the things that make us uncomfortable and the things that make us hide our face in shame. All of that, that's what God was hovering over. And so now when you have these moments of chaos and not just chaos, but crisis, uh, you know, pandemics, flu, you got flus, famines and all of that. God is literally hovering over that. And so now as worshipers, I really believe that, um, and again, this is not just for people who are on a platform, but this is us as believers yes. because you have believers who are used to being um, poured into. Right. And right. now they have to be intentional Ooh, with getting that core and my they God. have to be intentional with building that relationship. Nobody is holding your hand now. <laughs> No, you know, we like, I ain't nobody finna pump and prime you. Okay. Indeed. Okay. We're not finna pump and prime you. Literally cannot. You gonna get this 15 minute set on this Facebook Live mm-hmm. and we gonna be on about your way. Now, mm-hmm. what you do in your living room and in your personal setting is between you and God. We right. have no way to measure that for you. Mm-hmm. You have to do that. Wow. But I, I think that it's important for us to, to find ourselves, um, Seeking God for what he wants us to do in in these moments of chaos, in the yeah. moments of crisis, in the, in the moments of really seeming disparity. Yeah. And that we not lose our focus and we not lose our our um, our stance, our posture, our mm-hmm. position. 
because this is what God uses for revival. Yes. Yes. This is the road to revival. And another thing is, I think people are so ready and so wanting um, this to be over. Mm -hmm. And of course, nobody wants it to linger on. But I think it's important for us to know that even if it lingers and it and it goes beyond what we had hoped and anticipated, God will preserve us in Ooh, this. Yes. Absolutely. And that was the beauty of Jeremiah 29. Mm-hmm. That was the beauty of Jeremiah 29 when he says, I know the plans that I have for you to prosper you and not to harm you, to give you, I have a hope and a future for you. But like we've said before, um, in that verse before, <clears throat> He tells them, this captivity, I caused this. And even in your captivity, I want you to build houses. I want you to have plant vineyards. I want you to have businesses. I want you to marry. I want you to do all this. And then there was a rebuke. Jeremiah rebuked the other prophets because they're telling the people, hey, this is going to be over. And like the Lord said, (laughs) you got 70, 70 years of captivity and he said scripture says that I will not give you less and I will not give you more but you are going to experience this 70 years of captivity but in the midst of this I am going to cause you to prosper so then it lets me know this that the thing that was was designed the thing that the enemy designed mm-hmm. to cause us to lose hope and cause us to go um, inside of ourselves and to retreat, God will use that to cause us to thrive and to prosper. Wow, 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 wow. And it's, it's actually funny that you say that because I think I shared it with you um, a couple weeks ago when, kind of like when it first started, the, the pandemic, well, when it started getting big, people started to notice. Uh, God spoke to me. He said that he allowed this to happen. He, you know, he allowed it to go, you know, as long as it's going and as long as it will go. Mm -hmm. And he said, if the purpose of it was not to call the people to a spirit of fear, yeah, um, it was. It it called. It was the purpose of it was to cause them to remember, remember who I am, remember who I've called you to be, remember, you know, what I've said. And I was reading this um, this this reference uh, from Bible Reference, and it said from Je- uh, Genesis one and two mm-hmm. about the spirit of God hovering over the deep. Um, it said that the earth was empty and literally in chaos. Wow! And it said um, God's spirit is moving in this darkness, and God is preparing to speak and to act with great power to bring order and light to this chaos. Wow. So what that means to me is God is about to speak. And if you're not ready, Yeesh. you're going to miss it. My. <laughs> if you're not ready Ooh. for what God is about to say and what he's about to do, you are going to miss it. And I don't know what that means for you personally. If you miss something like that, you yeah. know, on such a huge scale, yeah. uh, revival in the land, yeah, not just in your house, not just in your church, but revival in the yeah. land. But God, God is still God is speaking now. Yeah, you have to get it in order. You have to get use this opportunity to in this in this chaos. Let your worship rise. 
Yes. Let, let your let your your relationship with God rise. Yeah. Be more intentional with seeking Him. With um, you know, uh, not even just reading your Bible, studying, going deeper yeah. in your worship. Um, being more intentional, even with your church. Just because you're not going to church doesn't mean you can't. Help. Absolutely. You know, you Absolutely. can't assist. You can't do something. That will cause you to be better than you were before you entered into this Absolutely. So God is speaking. God is about to literally rock this nation with this revival. My goodness. So get your house in order. People of God. My, my, my. People of God. Get your house in order. (laughs) Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because this this pandemic is, no matter how we, we feel like it's, drawn out but it's shorter than you think it's going to be yeah spiritually yeah. it's shorter than you think it's going to be yeah. and the time that you wasted waste no more Woo. yeah waste no more waste no more it's, it's, it's coming yeah it's coming it's absolutely coming. And i think that um one of the things i've been i've been hearing and that keeps me kind of focused in this because we're human, you know, and we get tired, we get yes. restless, mm-hmm. we get antsy, um, you know, we are, we want that human interaction, mm-hmm. we want that, um, we we are called to people, and we're called to the ministry of people, so although it's not our identity and our service, but when you, when we are called to service people, we still have that want to be able to touch and to just to embrace people. So we have that human, human side. But one of the things that, um, I've been hearing, um, that just kind of reverberates in my mind is that your captivity still has a mandate. And there are things that you are called to do while you are in captivity. And captivity does not mean you being stuck in your home. If you feel like you are captive in your home, that's a different conversation that we need to have. Yeah. We have to then address the chaos in your home. (laughs) But we're going to keep the main thing, the main thing today. And I think that, um, we, we really have to stay focused on what, what it is that we are called to do. And that looks different for everybody. Yeah. That looks different um, from one one person, one home to, to the to the next. Another thing I was thinking about, too, and this is something that, um, that I'm going to be teaching on, actually, is that um, revival doesn't come without intercession. Mm, mm, mm. It does not come without intercession. So those of us who are worshipers... Um, <clears throat> We have to understand that, again, we keep saying this, our position, just because we're not on the platform regularly, does not stop. Our, our, our work does not stop. does not stop. And we need to learn how to travail. Ooh, my Lord. We have become so short-winded. Uh-huh. My God. We have become so short-winded. We have become so (laughs) stuck and trained in our 20-minute sets. And don't get me wrong. If that's what your ministry requires, you be obedient to that. And you do what you are called to do in that season and in your place and submit under that authority. But outside of that, there has to be an endurance 
for trial. It has to be. Because we are not, it's it's literally a labor of love. And labor can, (laughs) you have some women who are fortunate to be like, oh, I just had a contraction and I just pushed the baby out. (laughs) But baby, that was not my testimony. I, 36 hours of labor. Jesus. The, even the beginning, the process of me getting to labor mm-hmm. was, it was a mess, but I still had to push and I still had to, tra- had to travail. Yeah. And the beauty of it is, is that we will not have to do this alone. Oh yeah. yeah we yeah. don't have to do it in yes. our flesh. Yes, we don't yes. have to try and, and stir up or create something. The grace of God, the Bible says in Romans, um, I believe it's eight Romans eight. He says, where grace abounds, where sin abounds, grace much more abounds. My Lord. It exceedingly abounds. It overpowers sin. And so when you find yourself in chaos, when you find yourself in that deep, when you find yourself in that gross darkness, find the grace. Find the grace. Let grace go before you. Find it. A scripture likens grace as unto a field. Jesus. There is a field of grace in the chaos. And that, and I'm telling you, I am a living witness. I have been able to do things and stretch my mind and my creativity Mm -hmm. like never before in this season. Is it perfect? No, but I'm able to learn and I'm able to find certain things that I would have never been able to find before because my mind was so cluttered with other things. Mm -hmm. Now I'm able to learn and grow in a whole different way and it further pushes me into my, um, into my call and what I'm supposed to be doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Absolutely agree with that. Um, it's it's like the it's the perfect time. Yeah. Uh, some uh, naturally, you some may see it, may not see it that way, but in the spiritual realm, it's the perfect time. It's the perfect time to, to, yeah. to get it to get it done. If you don't know something, or if you haven't known something and you wanted to learn something, yeah. Now's the time to do it. Absolutely. Now's the time to do it, and um, we had a couple of. Uh, a couple of topics that we wanted to kind of go through and one I want to kind of hit on is how to navigate yeah through the crisis like, yeah how do you for for some people who don't know how to hone in on okay so how do I get past being comfortable yeah you know what what advice would you give them like how how to not get get stuck like we mentioned earlier you know what? I, one of the things that has helped me um, not be comfortable is being intentional with my time. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's very practical. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's not always the spiritual things that we lead with. The Bible says first natural, then spiritual. Yeah. And I have learned to manage my time. And again, this is not about perfection. There right. are some days where I'm like on it and I'm like, oh, Girl, your girl is cold with the productivity, okay? I'm up at this time. I done got Imani together that time. We done did it all. And then there's days where there's chaos. (laughs) And I'm just like, okay, well, 
well, we'll try this again. Try it again. But that yeah. does not stop me from having a plan. Yeah. That I can go back to. A lot of us don't have a plan mm. that if things were to get out of control, mm. how, where where do we go back to? Where do, yeah. where where's point one? We get to step one, step two, step three, step four. It's a complete mess, but we don't know how to get back to step one. Right. And that I, be, I believe that that starts with having a plan. Mm-hmm. I have a calendar, and I, I try to set out my weeks on Sundays, uh, Sunday evenings. I set out my week of what I desire to do. You don't always get it done, and that's right. fine. Right. But um, at least I know where if I'm confused in that moment, okay, what was it that I was supposed to be doing? Exactly. I think that's one way that you can um, yeah. navigate. And then another way, of course, is to build your prayer life. I think I think what this this um, time that we're in has really uncovered, whether people have exposed it or not, is their lack of depth with God mm-hmm. or their lack of relationship with him. Yeah. Because yeah. there are people who if you don't have a prayer altar call on a Sunday service, they don't know how to pray. No. They don't know. They don't know. And I think that, and and this is not just for members. This is for people who minister. Mm -hmm. Right. That they don't know how to connect. They don't know how to just be naked and be open before God. This morning, I, I... I intentionally, usually I'm like standing up when I'm praying or sitting down in my chair. Today, I put my pillow down on the floor. I got on my knees and I humbled myself. Because I understand that as good as I am and how great and all these things that I I am doing and and all of that, I don't know anything the way that I should know it. (laughs) My God. And I don't know anything more than God knows. So the, um, the Bible says you ask for wisdom, he'll give it to mm-hmm. you and he'll give it to you liberally. Yeah. He's, and he's not going to make you feel ashamed for asking. Right. God wants us to know. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like, I feel like we have developed this, um, attitude and mindset that God wants us to be on a scavenger hunt. Mm, that's good. And that's not it at all. But I think what God wants us to do is to come and ask. Yeah. Like, me as a parent, I don't... Actually, matter of fact, Imani, we have this juice in our refrigerator. And Imani loves this juice. And I'm like, you can have some, but I'm going to limit it because it's juice. It's sugar. Right. And so... Last night, um, after she went to bed, I went into the refrigerator and I was going to get me some juice. And I noticed that it was significantly empty. <laughs> well, mother had been sneaking the My juice. God. My God. And this morning, she I was up cooking, uh, making her some eggs. And she opens the refrigerator and she said, oh, Mom, I'm just going to look for something. I'm just going to look for it. Let mm-hmm. me see where that juice is. Mm-hmm. This is my three-year-old. Mm-hmm. Let me see where that juice mm-hmm. is. And I said, Imani, I know you've been sneaking that juice. Right. Listen, when, <laughs> when that that face looked up at me like, mm-hmm. oh, I done been found out. Yeah. But that's how we that's do. Mm-hmm. We don't mm-hmm. ask. 
But we try to go around and we try to sneak like this is he not gonna really see this. Like I can I can get around this. Because of a fear of a fear of saying no. Fear yeah. of saying not right now. Mm-hmm. But the right na- not right now and the no is really gonna protect you. Yeah. It's gonna keep you. So I think we have to get um another um way to navigate through this time is get a deeper relationship with God. Yes. And that if you don't know where to start, start in your word. Yeah. If you don't know what to pray, sometimes I just pray a song. Mm-hmm. I'm an intercessor and in my call, I am an intercessor. And I, some there are days where I'm just like, Lord, I don't know what you want, want to say today. Yeah. I don't know what you want me to speak. I open up his word. Yeah. Because one thing will not fail, and that is his word. That's right. It allows us to bring remembrance to God that though we are in this season of chaos or captivity or whatever the uh, case may be, your word still says that you have a hope and a future for us. So we will be right here waiting for it, anticipating, know that you are good on your word, that you will make good on your word. So those are two for me. Um, Humble yourself and get a deeper relationship with God and time management. So those are three. Yeah, that's good. That's real good. And I want to um, kind of touch on something. You, you hit it a little bit about um, having good days and having bad days. Yeah. And that reminded me of something I pastor, uh, Pastor uh, Reed says all the time. Um, if you have a moment of frustration or you have a moment, just period, that's yeah. not, you know, what you, what you felt like you were going to have that day. Have your moment. Yeah. Cry. Do what you need to do. But you need to get up. You need to get past that moment. Have If it's in the morning, get past it and push through the rest of that day. Yeah. And I think that's important because if you don't, our, our flesh loves to, I don't know about anybody else, but our flesh loves to wallow Ooh. in sadness. and Self-pity. Things. Yes. It loves it. It mm-hmm. loves it. So if you stay there, you end up staying there longer than you, uh, that longer than you had to, and then you'll miss out on um, on on what God is what God is doing or what's going on even in your family life. Yeah. And um, <clears throat> excuse me. And I know when we spoke when we were talking about the podcast, we were talking and we made some notes, and it says uh, we were talking about when God speaks. Yeah. And if you delay, you step yeah. out of separation. <laughs> I just, I just saw that I scrolled past and I was like, hold up, hold up, wait a minute, we gotta bring, we gotta, bye, 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 bye. we gotta bring this to, we gotta bring this to light real quick. Man, and that's then, like part yeah. two of episode one. By uh, God, mm. like, and you forfeit the benefits of lack of timely obedience from mm. lack of timely obedience. Yeah, and that. That in itself, and I, we, we talked about that earlier too. When when you don't, when you're not ready, oh God, when you're not ready to listen. Oh man, I was thinking about that today. Like, wow, I had and like no face. I have had moments this year, even for the last couple year and a half, mm-hmm. I have been thrusted into this new season. <laughs> literally, literally. <laughs> And calling my life, and this whole time I'm like, like, uh, uh-uh, Lord, for real, uh, uh-uh. uh, like I don't want to do that, right? 
And for some reason, my foolish self thought, because I was just like, no, I, Lord, thanks. I, I appreciate the offer. Mm-hmm. But I'm going to slide this across the mm-hmm. table. Like, I'm going to decline. And I'm going to go ahead and just um, do something else. Okay. And foolish. Because, baby, when I tell you I'm eating the words. <laughs> case in point. I'm just being straight up transparent. Case in point. I, I, God has been downloading so much information to me, so much revelation. And there are moments where I'm like, man, I really need to share this and put it out on social media mm-hmm. and, or do a Facebook live or something. Mm-hmm. And I just be like, but man, I don't oh want to do the Facebook live thing. No, like that ain't really my thing. Oh, you know, like, like everybody is doing the Facebook live. Yeah. I kid you not, I spent one entire month doing Facebook Lives. If it wasn't for my business, it was for my ministry. Yep. Like, and we really get hung up on the method. And because the method is not what we prefer, we will bypass, we will just totally ignore what what God has told us to do. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think, um, and, and we know it's out of fear. We know, yeah. We know that it's out of fear. But then some people, they um, may look at it like, well, you know, God, I'm not worthy. Yeah. You know. Yeah. The false humility. Yes. Oh. <laughs> Girl, listen, I, that, I did not know. That's why you need, you need to make sure, and this, this is something that I'm going to say, but we're going to do in another podcast. You need to make sure that you have a covering that will tell you about yourself. Yeah. Okay? So, I did not know that I had been, over the last couple of years, operating in the spirit of false humility because Ooh. I didn't... <laughs> because I did not think I was ready for what God was doing. And um, that came to light, you know, in just in conversations and just in Bible studies and things like, and things like that. Yeah. Um, so we have to be careful not to fall into that, to that trap of, um, of the false humility. Yeah. Um, because it's 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 like a I don't want to say a gray area, but it's kind of like a gray area because you you think you're being humble, yeah, <laughs> on one hand, yeah, but you're actually operating in the spirit spirit of fear. You've allowed the fear to overtake you um, and to to dictate you know your your the choices that you make and. Um, and everything like that. So I think that we have, you have to be very, very careful with that. And, um, going back to what you said, um, about, uh, your relationship with God. Um, I think accountability yeah. is very important with that in, in this, in this season, especially because you can fall by the wayside so quickly. Um, Find you somebody who will keep you accountable. Yeah. Your, um, d- depend on your pastors. Don't be so independent with with your spirituality. You mm-hmm. know, be be dependent on your pastor. That's what they're there for. Yeah. Um, ask them questions. Tell them how to ask them how to 
deal with certain situations. Tell them you're having little issues with studying your Bible on your own because you can't be at church. Anything that will allow you to not be stuck and have a lack of accountability. Find some friends that you can just be, you know, 100% um, you know, transparent to. Yeah. So they can help you because now is the time not now is not the time to be jealous of your friends. Okay? <laughs> Man, <laughs> we going to get that. <laughs> my god, my, Lord. my god. Now is not the time. We are in this thing together. Everybody is stuck at the house. Everybody is going through pretty much the same thing that you're going through. And mm-hmm. you have friends that have reached a certain level that you haven't yet. And they, they have reached it probably even before this pandemic went on. So if they are offering their help and offering you um, moments of you know transparency and moments of um, accountability yeah. and things like that, take it. Yeah. Take it. Just just. Just be ready, mm-hmm. like we said a while ago. Be ready to listen. Don't don't be found and and sitting down looking to the left and to the right. Oh, what what? what? I, yeah. I told everybody yeah. to eat the chips. No, <laughs> just be be ready to listen in season and out of season. This is the, the definition of being prepared and and being effective in season. And out of season. Yeah. When, when you were talking about um, the false humility, I thought about um, um, the Israelites. Mm-hmm. And when they were um, supposed to be going to take over um, Canaan. Yeah. And and it says in um, Numbers 13, 33, mm-hmm. and there we saw giants, the sons of Anak, who Ooh. came who come of the giants and we were in our we were in our own sight as grasshoppers <laughs> and so we were in their sight <sighs> how you see you my god is how they see you my god so when we Ooh. carry this false humility y'all we done went to a whole different subject Jeez. when we carry this false humility we minimize and reduce ourselves mm. to a grasshopper. <laughs> and it's not that they they think that we are. Mm-hmm. It's that we think that we, we think, are. Yes. Wow. And it required, it re- required um, two people, Caleb and Joshua, mm-hmm. to actually have the eyes and the perspective of God to say we are able to take these giants out. Mm. So you have to have godly perspective you have to. in chaos. You have to. Because if you don't, you will allow this giant, whatever that is, <laughs> to overtake you. And you are well able well to do able. it. Oh my goodness. So if we can say anything else just to wrap this this conversation up mm-hmm. is that whatever it is in this season that you are supposed to be doing, yeah. whatever your mandate is in this time, you are well able to well do able. it. And I think that 
a lot of times things overwhelm us and mm-hmm. that's one of the causes of anxiety mm-hmm. is that we don't believe that we are are up for the challenge mm. that we are not able to endure we wow. are not able wow. to manage we are not able to handle wow. the chaos around us so what we are saying to tie it all up mm-hmm. is that man this time of chaos this time of captivity you will thrive you will thrive you will you thrive will. you will prosper mm-hmm. And not only will you do those things, the the captivity that we are in, the chaos that we are in, it will not touch you. Mm. It will not have the impact that it's having on so many other people. Why? Because your perspective is you know what God says about you and you know what God is saying in this season. Wow. For this season. Woo. Yep. Completely, completely agree. And like like we said earlier, get get somewhere where you won't have any type of accountability. I think that that's that's so important because yeah. that isolation. Yes, man. yes, yes, yes. The the isolation um, in your mind, mm-hmm. mentally, and isolation physically yeah. can easily cause you to look down on yourself because all you see is what you see. You just see yourself. Man, that's so good. Especially if you already had a little, a little tinge of self pity. I'm not doing what other people are doing. Now it's elevated a little bit because you're not around other people. So if you find yourself in that, in that moment or in that spirit of, um, of isolation and self pity, Get up, find your pastors, find your find friends. your tribe. Yeah, community is tribe. so important in this time. Yeah, you might not be able to hug and love on them right now, but find your community. Yep, find them, find them, and and I promise, once you yield to that, and once you yield to God, and once you yield to what 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 God is trying to do. Yeah. You'll feel better. Yeah. You'll look better. Yeah. You'll you'll understand that God is not trying to harm you yes. in this season. Yeah, absolutely. He's not. It's, it's not a, a season of Him beating you up. Yeah. It's a season of Him lifting you up. Ooh, man, He is not angry at no. us, y'all. No, He is not. not angry at us. And this is a time also to partner with God. Absolutely. This is a time to partner with God. And, you know, again, like I I keep saying it and I'll I'll keep saying it is that it's not about perfection. Mm -hmm. We have to abandon this perfectionist mentality. Yeah. And if you're like me, like that's something that I've I've struggled with. Perfection will cause you not to produce. Mm -hmm. It will cause you to go in a state of um, stagnation. And you'll have all this stuff and all these things that you want to do and you will accomplish nothing because if it's not perfect, I'm not going to do it. So maybe your prayer life is not perfect, but don't not pray. Right. Ask God. If you have, if you give yourself, there's, there's a moment when I wanted to strengthen my prayer life and I couldn't last 10, 15 minutes before my mind would travel. 
But what did I do? I challenged myself. Okay, I went 10 minutes this week. Yeah. I'm going to add another five yeah. next week. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to add another three minutes next That's week. That's good. You know? I'm Okay, now I'm at 30 minutes. Now I'm challenging myself to 45. Mm. I'm going to challenge myself to an hour. That's good. You know what I mean? Like, we yeah. have to take small bites, but I think the the trap is to do nothing. Uh, mm. The trap mm. is to do nothing. And I find it so interesting that you have people on social media um, who are like, you know, don't pressure anyone. We're all going through crisis. And, you know, if all you did was get out of the bed, that's great. Mm. And that is. I, I, mm -hmm. Absolutely. People are dealing with so much anxiety, depression, um, thoughts of suicide and all of that. Yeah. That is. But at the same time, if that's not your case, do not allow this moment to cause you to be lazy because right. when you look back at this time, all the things that you said, if I could do, I would do it if I only had time and you had time and did not do any of that. Hmm. Hmm. You really have to examine, yeah, have to make a self-check and examine yourself, you know? Yeah. Um, I think that we have to, we have to really... Stop using these things around us as excuses to why we don't obey God. Yeah. Woo. Stop allowing your limitation to be an excuse as to why you don't obey God. <laughs> Submit oh to God. the process and let him produce the outcome. My God. That's what we are called to do. So, we want to say thank you so much for tuning in to the thank Reset Podcast, our thank very you. first episode. We are so excited about it. This is what we want you to do. We want you to follow us at on Instagram at the Reset Podcast underscore, and we want you to subscribe to this podcast. Subscribe. Make sure you're sharing this with a friend. And again, this is not just for a worship leader. Um, it's not just for someone that is on a platform, but this is going to help give perspective and a reset to the believer yes. so that we can grow and maybe even come out of some of the old ways of mm -hmm. thinking. That's why we call it the reset. the reset. We appreciate your time and we will see you back again next week for a brand new episode. Have a good day. Bye.